0: listening to Law and Gospel on this Monday, February the 20th, in the year of our Lord 2023, and we're getting ready for Lent. In fact, this coming Sunday, February the 26th, is the first Sunday in Lent, which means that this Wednesday will be Ash Wednesday. And we have worship services at four congregations on Ash Wednesday, and we're looking forward to that. But what are the readings for this first Sunday in Lent? The first reading is from the Old Testament, Genesis chapter 3. The second reading is from Romans chapter 5. And the third reading, the Holy Gospel, is from Matthew chapter 4. Now we're going to start by taking taking a look at Matthew chapter 4. The first verse says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Does that make any sense? Why would the Holy Spirit want Jesus to be tempted by the devil? Well. This is to help us understand that the devil tempts everyone. And it also helps us to understand how to overcome temptation, because Jesus did that for us. And verse 2 says, after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Now, you may recall that recently we read a reading of Moses being up on the mountain. And it says that he was up on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. That's kind of an interesting number. It appears in a occasional set of readings in different areas. And that's a good sermon to have. Just look up 40 days or 40 nights in the concordance, and you'll find a number of passages where that number is used. So, after fasting, which means he had nothing to eat for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. Now, notice this begins with an if. This is a temptation that Jesus endured, not here in the wilderness, but all the way to the cross. People at the cross who hated Jesus, if you are the Son of God, then why don't you come down from the cross, and then we will believe you? Well, that wasn't true. Even if Jesus had been able to come down from the cross, they still would not have believed him. I mean, he raised Lazarus from the dead, and they didn't believe that he was the son of God when he did that, even though they believed that Lazarus was raised from the dead. But they thought it was a trick of Beelzebub, a trick of the devil. So, This is how the tempter tempts you. If this also happened with the fall of Adam and Eve because the devil begins by putting a question mark in Eve's mind in chapter three, verse three. He said to the woman, did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And then the woman responds, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Now, actually, Eve made two mistakes. because she says, you are not even able to touch it. There's no command from God that they could not touch. And then she says, lest you die. And that's not what God said. No, you will certainly die. And so this is what happens when the devil tempts us. He first misuses the scripture and then we buy into it because the devil then said to Eve that surely you will not surely die for God knows that when you eat of it your eyes will be opened and you will be like God knowing good and evil. That's the temptation behind every one of our sins, that we can become our own God. Yeah, I was watching YouTube recently, and they had a whole series of short videos of women who felt that they could do anything they wanted with their body. And one woman even went so far to say, I am my own God. Nobody can tell me what I can or cannot do with my own body or even with another body within me. See, this this is the attitude that Satan loves to give to people, that they are in control, where in reality, God is in control. I mean, how many times have you heard that a woman gets accosted? And then the reason for it is because the man wants to control the woman. He wants her to do what he wants to be done, not what she wants to be done. And now we have many women who are picking that up and taking control away from God to do what they want so this is a great example of what the devil is doing with jesus if you are the son of god then command these stones to become loaves of bread now how does jesus respond he responds with a bible verse in fact he always responds with a Bible verse in the Three Temptations, and this Bible verse is from Deuteronomy. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So, what is Jesus saying? Of course, he is hungry, but he also had the father just recently say to him at his baptism, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Why is God the father pleased with the son? Because the son has taken up the mission that God the father referred to as the ancient of days in the book of Daniel had instructed the son of man, Jesus, to do, to come to earth to redeem people. Now that word redeem needs to be understood. In Jesus' day, redemption would also consist of how you would free a slave from their slavery. You maybe would pay money or give various animals, etc., and the slave would become free. Well, Jesus redeemed all of us from the slavery of sin, the curse of the law, by dying on the cross and paying for our sins. Anyone who wonders whether or not their sins have been forgiven, they do not have a good understanding of the meaning of the cross. The cross is very important to realize that God is the one who has redeemed us. And he has done that by following the Father's instruction. He knew that even in the Garden of Gethsemane, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In other words, why have you left me alone to endure the suffering And that was because Jesus was paying for your sins. So the devil starts off with an if. In fact, he does say that again and again. If you will just change these stones to become loaves of bread, but it is written... Man shall not live by bread alone. What does bread mean? It doesn't necessarily mean slices from a loaf of bread. For example, every now and then you may be walking down the street and a man comes up to you and he says, do you have any bread that you can give me? What's he talking about? He's not talking about a loaf of bread. He's talking about money. Bread, therefore, refers oftentimes to those things that satisfy us in the flesh. Our bread may be uh, the pleasures of life. We may want a newer car, a better house, a better job, a better children. And we think that's how we will be satisfied. But instead the Christian is satisfied by hearing the word of God. I mean, the worst thing that can happen to a Christian is the death of a loved one. But if the loved one is a believer, then the word of God comforts us in knowing that we will be seeing that person again. And that is why every word that comes from the mouth of God is what we follow. Well, then we go to verse 5 of chapter 4 of Matthew. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. Now, there's the devil quoting the scripture, but he's quoting it in a context that was not meant. There was a tradition in Judaism at that time that the Messiah would appear on a pinnacle of the temple so you can imagine if jesus appeared on that pinnacle and then cast himself down to the ground and was not hurt then people would begin to believe that he was the messiah well that's not true either because jesus had done many excuse me miracles etc and that didn't convince people. Remember at the feeding of the 5,000, what reaction was on the part of the people? They were running to Jesus to make him an earthly king. They did not see the spiritual complications involved in this, that he was our spiritual king. So, It's very important to understand that the devil was trying to do a shortcut for Jesus. I'll tell you how you can be known as the Messiah. You don't have to go die on a cross. You simply have to jump off the pinnacle of a temple. Because the Bible says that the angels will protect you and bear you up. What does Jesus say? Again, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Now, believe it or not, there are so-called theologians who don't believe that Jesus is God. In fact, you have a whole denomination that do not believe that Jesus is God. There are the people who come to your door. Jehovah Witnesses. They believe that Jesus is the first creation of God the Father, whom they mention as Jehovah. And God used his first creation to create the world. Well that's not what it says. In John chapter one, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word is God. Now, Jehovah Witnesses don't use that translation. They say that, and the word what? A God, but not a primary God. He had divine power to create the world, but that's only because Jehovah gave him that, not because he was truly God. And yet we see many occasions When Jesus does only what God can do, find me a place in the Old Testament where it is not God who opens up the Red Sea or does all these miracles. And yet Jesus stands up in a boat in the middle of a storm, says, peace be still. The wind stops. The waves stop and the Sea of Galilee becomes calm. Even the disciples still didn't get that he was God because they asked among themselves, who is this man who can do such things? And so it's not until Thomas, as the first disciple, to refer to Jesus after the resurrection as my Lord and my God. So how does Jesus take care of that? You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Well, who is the devil putting to the test? He's putting Jesus to the test. So if somebody ever says to you, there's no evidence in the Bible that Jesus thought he was God, just turn to this passage among many others where Jesus is worshiped and he does not tell the person to stop worshiping him because he realizes that he is God and that's why he says quoting from Deuteronomy you shall not put the lord your god to the test now in the matthew chapter 4 we have 3 temptations But Jesus would have been tempted many more times during these 40 days and 40 nights. But we now look at the third temptation. The devil takes him to a very high mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, I will give you all these if, there's that word if again, if you will fall down and worship me. Now, this has some important theological understanding there. Since the fall of Adam and Eve into sin, the world is really the world of Satan. It is his kingdom's and he will often use them to his advantage. That's why Jesus says you will always have wars, the rumors of wars, you will always have the poor, you will always have suffering because the world is the kingdom of Satan. So in a sense, even though God is in total control, of all the kingdoms of the world. Satan can use them for his own devices. And so how does Jesus respond to this? When the devil says, all these kingdoms I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Many people do that today. They worship the devil. Because from the temptation of the devil, they get the impression that they can become God. They can be in control of all things. How does Jesus respond to that? Begone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Now, who is Jesus talking about here? It, it appears that he's talking about the Father. Worship only the Lord your God. But when you take a look at the word Lord, and even the word God, it also applies to Jesus in the Old Testament. The devil is being told, no, no. I, Jesus, am not to worship you. You instead are to worship me. Then it says, the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. Now, that meant that he was now eating again, being taken care of, because the devil was correct. On their hands, the angels will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone or unless you are hungry. And that's what God did. He used, it, he used the created angels to minister to his son. Now, it's kind of interesting, those three temptations. And the reason I say that is because they are very similar to the temptations that the devil gave to Adam and Eve. Remember, the first temptation to Jesus is, command these stones to become loaves of bread. What's the first temptation that Eve recognizes? The devil says to her in chapter 3, verse 4, you will not surely die. God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So, there are three reasons why Eve eats from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that God had commanded them not to eat from. So, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, now how. Similar can that be to the devil's first temptation of Jesus, command these stones to become loaves of bread. What's the second temptation to Eve? It says, and that it was a delight to the eyes, a delight to the eyes. Well, you can imagine People at the temple, they saw Jesus on the pinnacle of the temple, and he jumps down to the ground and is unhurt. That would be a tremendous delight to the eyes on the part of the people who have thought that that is how they're going to know he is the Messiah. That also was to have occurred on the Day of Atonement, So there are some scholars that believe that Jesus was tempted by the devil during the days of atonement. So that would have been a delight to the people watching that. I mean, it was a delight when they saw people fed, when they saw a blind man, blind from birth, could receive sight, when they saw a lame man jump up. And walk away when they saw demon possessed people exorcised of the demons that fled into the pigs and were drowned. But a lot of times, the people who saw that got angry at Jesus for killing their pigs from their point of view, or because they thought that what they were seeing were tricks of the devil as with the raising of Lazarus from the dead. So the first two temptations that moved Eve to take from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil are quite similar to that temptation of Jesus. So let's look at the third one. Remember the third one. The devil says, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world that are mine if you will worship me. And what does Eve say? The first temptation, the tree was good for food. The second was, it was a delight to the eyes. And the third one, and this is in chapter three of Genesis, verse six, and the tree was to be desired to make one wise. Well, Who do we consider as wise people today? High officers in the kingdoms of Satan or the kingdoms of the earth. To become a president or a senator or in the House of Representatives, people are considered to be wise. That's why they're elected to office. And Jesus had those three temptations that Eve had but countered them with the word of God and that's why for us the word of God is most important we'll talk about more about this as we take a look at the hymn for the first Sunday in Lent tomorrow i'm tom baker be with us god bless you